Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the Cat 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. So good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha, and once again, we have a real treat for you. I know I say that every time, but I haven't been wrong yet. Uh, With that being said, before we get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I didn't first shout out our sponsors. Shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that has been adopted here in Rockdale County that is designed to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health or substance use disorders and look like me and you on the inside or the outside. You know, that's a monumental task. And we understand today to a certainty that it doesn't just happen on the inside. It doesn't just happen on the inside of the jail. It happens on the outside in our communities and it happens on the inside of the people that we serve. It it happens on the inside of people because I know that for many, many years as I was incarcerated and I would get out and, and what I didn't know is that I had a jail that was on the inside of me. I was locked up on the inside. And what happened was that jail that was on the inside of me, I always found the jail on the outside of me to put me in. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, one of the things that I realized today to a certainty, and Carol and I was talking about this earlier, is that every time I went to jail, I was there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because I used to say, well, it's the police or it's the system or it's, I don't have a chance or it's them or they or y'all or something, you know. Today, I realized that every time I went to jail, I was there. And today that I am living the dream, I am also there. So today we have a real treat for you guys. Like I said, this is the Mother's Day show. So what we have are the free birds, right? What we have or a group of mothers, and, and, and not just mothers, that would be too simple for us, because you know we have to, uh, we have a simple program for complicated people. So what we have are mothers who are in recovery, who are living in the free world, who once were not in recovery, and once were not living in the free world. So uh, before we get off the cosmos, I'm going to ask you ladies a couple questions. First, I'm going to ask you what's your name, and I'm going to ask you why are you with us here this evening? Why is this important to you? I'm going to start with you, Carol. My name's Carol Gaddy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I have been in the free world almost two years now. Uh, I was locked up. I did a five-year bid in Mississippi, and I'm here today to tell people that it's possible that recoveries for everybody. We're living the dream now. Things that you never dreamed are possible can happen when you get into recovery. Things that when you're in that dark place, when you're locked up in prison, and you can't even, you can't even dream these things, they can really happen with recovery. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And Leanne, tell the people out there, Radio Land, who you are and why you're here with us this evening, why this is important to you. 
I'm Leanne Bryson. I'm here and I'm in long-term recovery. I did 13 months in prison recently and I was an addict for 27 years and I have been clean for 18 months now. I've been back in the free world for 18 months and it's a whole new experience to where like um, with it being Mother's Day, I have never even really been in my kids' lives and through their whole lives. Um, I have three grandchildren and another one on the way now and I just met them for the first time in November and it's just a total experience and anybody can do it. And like my motto is, if I can, I will, I am, and I did. <laughs> well, I like that stuff. That's some good stuff. And Beverly, you want to tell the people out there Radio Land, for everybody out there Radio Land, I hope you're sitting in your chairs. Anyway, Beverly, you want to tell the people out there uh, who you are and why you, why this is important to you. Hi, my name is Beverly Williams. I served a little over 20 years. <laughs> it just seems unreal to be out here in the free world now, being locked up. It was really hard, but being out here, it's like like you always say, living, living the dream. And yes. I am getting reconnected and being able to stay connected to y'all in the Stepping Up program. It's really helped me to see that people out here really care, you know? Yes, 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 yes. And, and, you know, I just want to thank you ladies so much. You know, this is Mother's Day and, and you know, I, I just have to be honest and I want to be honest with the people out there in uh, Radio Land. You know, everybody's got a mother, right? Had a mother, got a mother, however you want to put it. And, you know, everybody kind of knows, like, what mothers do or designed to do or can do, you know, mothers love us and they're there when we fall and, and, and they bake cookies and, and, and uh, change diapers and, and they comb our hair, whether we want it combed or not. They're the guiding force in our lives. Right. And, and I think that sometimes we kind of maybe understand that, but take it for granted because I hear people say, Oh, you're just a, a stay-at-home mom, you don't have a job, right? Which is which is a fallacy because if you're a mom, you got a job, right? You know, pretty much that's a wrap, right? And, and I think the bigger thing that people may not realize is the hurt that mothers feel. I, I think that, you know, we understand that mothers are sometimes the administers of punishment, and so we don't want to make them mad and we don't want it. We're kind of instinctually, kind of instinctually understand when your mom's mad, right? You, you know, you kind of like, uh-oh, mom's mad or, hey, don't tell mom. But what I think a lot of times we forget is the pain that mothers feel when they love us and, 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 and we go left or right or we make a left turn when we should have made a right turn and we hurt ourselves. And we, when we hurt ourselves, our mothers hurt with us. You know what I'm saying? And, and they hurt every time we hurt. They hurt. And, and But they hurt in a way that uh, is unfathomable to other people. So I just, just want to say thank you, ladies. I, I just want to say thank you for being here. I want to say thank you for being the mothers that you are. I want to thank you for coming across the street. Now, I know that, and Leanne was kind of talking about for many years, she was in addiction. Myself, I'm a person in long-term recovery. Um, Carol, you're a person in recovery. And, and so I, I just want to ask you, those years that you guys were in prison, 
could you imagine or fathom that we would become part of the executors of building programs? Because each one of you guys show up and support the Stepping Up Initiative in so many different ways. When I saw Beverly and them with the brooms and stuff and Carol, you know, Carol driving and Carol, you know, hurting people for the, the meetings and, and I, Leanne, she's got that fancy language thing she's using now. You heard what she said a few minutes ago. I'm going to have to go back into the recording so I can steal part of that. But, but you know, you guys are what recovery looks like. Could you fathom when you were in jail or when you were in your cups or when you were in on the dark side, could you even imagine this life that we have and the one that you know we're going to have by being sober and being sane and being free? Could you even imagine it? And I'm going to start with you, Carol. Could you even imagine it? My my hopes and dreams when I was in jail, when I was in my addiction, come nowhere close to this. I couldn't imagine this. I, I couldn't. It was hard. It was hard for me to imagine even holding down a, a job at a restaurant and, and barely scraping by and being sober. I mean, I, I just, to think that, that I was able to do this, to actually do recovery and get involved and help other people do recovery and motivate other people and other people, you know, become what I like to call now my tribe. It blows my mind every day. I'm grateful every single day. And I never imagined it. It's just, it's too big. You, You can't, you can't imagine this. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And for you, Leanne, uh, what is this 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 whole experience of recovery and freedom and all that? What is this like compared to? Is it like anything you ever would have thought? Is it bigger than? And I know it gets bigger. I know that you are a super motivator because you're always motivated. You and I have that energy thing that pretty much we're always like. And some people are afraid of that. Some people can't handle that. But hey, man, it's a great thing to have. What is this like for you? Bill, there's not a word in the vocabulary or in in, in any dictionary that can explain the feeling and the emotion of the life that I live today. Um, I'll be 41 in nine days. And since I've been home, I mean, this is the first time ever I have ever had a job in my whole life. And I've succeeded in it. And I've gotten five awards. I'm a champion at work. I've been promoted once. I'm about to promote again. I have a relationship. I've always had a good personality, but my personality and how I act every day is so different. And I'm just, I love my life. I love myself. I love, I love the life that I live today. And I'm so grateful for it and for the opportunity to be able to experience this life. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Beverly, so obviously Beverly is an inspiration for us all, right? And and I can still remember the first day that Beverly came on the group. I'll never be the same again, right? And, and, you know, today I was at church and I I saw Beverly walking up the door and and I went and I spoke to her and, and I thought about what happens every time that I see her or I speak to her. And, and I know it wasn't something that she learned in nursing school. You know what I'm saying? It's something that's on the inside of her. It, it's something like, it's like, uh, it's like fresh baked bread. It, it's like uh, your favorite flavor. It's like milky cookies, right? It's like, yay, it really makes you feel good. And and I noticed in, in the last two, three months, every time we have an event, I look in the audience and Beverly's there. 
So Beverly, you, you said something to our listeners, and I don't know if they heard what you said. You said you did a little over 20 years, right? And, and I don't think people can even fathom. I don't think they can wrap their mind around that, right? It's something that people hear. They hear the numbers, but they can't fathom what that really means, right? And, and so, Beverly, now when you're out here and you're part of this recovery community and, and you are respected and you are heard and, and people admire you and, and all of that, what is that like for you? What, what is that like? What does that feel like? You know, it's it's really awesome, Bill, because when I was locked up, I never thought that I would be able to get back out here and people respect me in the way that they do. I, I had a real bad time with low self-esteem and being back out in the free world. I'm just like, wow, is this really real? And a lot of times I'm, I'm thinking, am I dreaming? You know, because after being in for so long, you think you would come out and then everything has changed drastically. I mean, as far as like technology, of course, I'm a technology whiz. <laughs> we won't even we won't even go into that. But just everything that I've had to learn, it was like, you know, just starting over, just basically starting over. But like I always said, the connection is real. There's people that really care about people getting back out in society and restarting their life and they're there for you you just got to learn to speak up and speak out yes yes we would like to thank our leader commissioner dr doreen williams the rockdale county sheriff's office along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. So with the Stepping Up Initiative, and you guys know that we have quite a few things going on. Um, you guys know that we're got, we've got the RCO up and running, right? Grit and Grace, you know, we were there and, and you guys were there monumentally. I got pictures of y'all carrying stuff, moving stuff, and, and you're doing your thing, you know, and, and uh, I don't know people realize the value for us to have some place to go that we feel at home, some place to go that is safe, some place to go that is not a, a predatory environment, some place to go where you're not judged, some place to go that's a healthy place, some place to go where you, where you can just be okay being you, right? I don't know if people out there know that we're building a diversion center to deal with some of those severe mental clinical issues that people have that that you don't need to be dealing with while you're in jail, for sure. And, and everybody knows about sick call. <laughs> you know, everybody knows about sick call. And, and just going to sick call is a task, right? I don't know how many request slips you have to put in to get the sick call or if you have to die to go, let alone to mental health sick call, you may not come back, right? You know, and, and or you may end up in a different classification or a different dorm or a different ward or a different prison, you know? And, and so as a result of that, a lot of people don't address those challenges. Everybody thinks in, in different terms. Another thing we have is growing this peer support environments. 
and these credentials so that each and every one of us can use our best skill set, our natural skill set, our enhanced skill set, and, and we can partner with people that, that uh, like I say, that are like us and, and that have those similar experiences. Because some people, if you say, yeah, I just got out of prison, I was in there for 20 years, you look, you look up and everybody's gone. You know what I mean? It's like, where'd everybody go? You know what I'm saying? Or everybody starts putting their purses under the table. They don't know what to do with us, you know? And so also we got the opening doors to recovery team, which is a three person intensive case management team. That's a clinician, a person in recovery and a family member that are going to meet people in jail and work with them coming out so that they can find safe housing, adequate treatment, meaningful day and understanding technology because those are four of the things a lot of times I've seen people in prison that can't get out because they don't have a, a location to go to you know we have to verify your location and, and I don't know about you, a lot of people but every place I went I burn it down right so I didn't have anybody that would say oh yeah sure when you get out you could come and live here <laughs> it's like as a matter of fact it was the opposite, right? Whenever you get out, just make sure you don't come here. I, I didn't have any place to go. I didn't have any marketable skills. I didn't understand any of the technological processes, let alone the, the devices. I didn't know all that stuff that Carol does help people get their ID and their social security cards, all taxes and all that kind of stuff. I avoided all that. I just never did it. I was like Leanne, I never had a job. So let me ask you ladies a question. What do you think are one of the most difficult things for people transitioning out? What do you, what was one of the most difficult things for you transitioning out of prison or out of jail? What was one of the most difficult things for you? And we're going to start with you, Leanne. What was one of the most difficult parts of transitioning out? I guess to do the fact that I had to accept, I had no choice but to let a 14-year uh, relationship go. And I didn't really want to, but I realized that when I had done my waiver to go to prison because of an incident that um, happened, um, and I, I was tired, I had enough. I mean, I, I, I had dreams about it the whole time I was in prison and everything. And I just finally told myself that I have to accept the fact that I deserve better. And, um, and a lot, and it is a lot better. I mean, yes. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve the abuse. I don't deserve none of that because I am better than that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And that's, you're absolutely correct. The, changing environments and personnel and relationships and all of that. So many of us, especially for those of us that were in active addiction, our relationships were so corrupted. They were so toxic. Everybody I knew was like me, you know what I'm saying? Because if you weren't like me, I didn't want to know you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to get $5 from you, but I didn't want to know you. And, and so absolutely, I definitely needed to understand how to develop new relationships and where to find healthy people to have healthy relationships with because right. a lot of people I mean, just go back. I had I had three girls that have kids of their own that I you know what I'm saying and I knew that I had to build that relationship with them because my mother's passed away and I had a good relationship with my mother but 
I knew that I had to do something because that is that was my purpose. Yeah, I had a dark a dark spot in my life, but I found the light. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. And Beverly, for you, uh, and I heard you say acclimating to um, new technology because in 20 years, hell, technology changes in 20 minutes, let alone 20 years. Um, that's why I'm grateful I got Carol in my life, right? Because Carol, that <laughs> technology is, right? And I remember talking to Carol when she first came out, she said, Bill, everything is so different. That was five years ago. So, you know, 20 years ago, things were a lot different. Um, so Beverly, for you, what would you say was one of the most difficult things for you in transitioning out of prison? I would have to say the technology, all okay. of the new technology devices and things like that, because back when I got locked up, that's when Jesus was a baby. Yes. <laughs> but um, anyways, the technology is nothing like it is this day and time. But then again, too, uh, being able to accept that my kids are grown now and they have their own life and their own children. And I guess just basically that they tell you one weekend they might be able to come see you and then all of a sudden they don't show up. So, and you know, right. I have a time dealing with that. Yes, 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 yes. Because people have moved on, people have schedules, people have this whole life and we weren't part of it for a very long time. And, and so <laughs> you're absolutely right. Carol, what for you, what was one of the most uh, challenging things for you transitioning out? Oh, well. It was everything was hard, Bill. The first thing that was hard for me was where was I going to stay? You know, I had a mother out here. She's 78 years old who was very supportive, but she didn't want her 50 something year old addicted daughter coming to her house. She didn't know what to do with me. So I had to make I had to make decisions of where to go, making the connections with people, trusting people because you're in a place where you can't trust anybody. And then, you know, you come out here in the free world and you're having to trust people. And that's very hard. Um, how do I stay sober? That was, that was really scary. You know, I didn't do drugs in, in prison. They were there, but being in the free world, you know, I knew that that was going to be hard and it was in the beginning, but I um, connected with this group and that saved me. Uh, I can pretty much relate with everybody's, you know, getting out story because it's all difficult. Yes, yes, it is. And, and so that's one of the things that I think is going to be a real plus in us having grit and grace and, and a place that will become synonymous with reentry. That will become a place when people get out and, and I, I'm looking forward to the day when our brochures are in the prisons and in the jails and when people get ready to go out as part of their exit package, you know, and, and they got the grit and grace brochure and the numbers and these are the people that blah, 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 you know, and, and they come to us, you know, and, and that's another thing with grit and grace. We've written transportation into our agenda so that we will be able to start to arrange transportation for people. Because um, when when I came out, first of all, I didn't have transportation, and, and I remember um, I remember even getting out of the county jail, and, and they had a bus that came right there in front of the jail, and the next bus stop was five miles away, 
And when I would get out, the first thing I wanted when I got out was a cigarette. First of all, I wanted a cigarette. And, and when I got the cigarette, I was not waiting there by the jail for that bus because guess what? You know, waiting by the jail has never been a good idea for me. Because <laughs> I just seen them come out. Hey, sir, sir. Hey, listen, we just got something over the wire on you. You know what I'm saying? When I got out, I'm walking down that road, man, for real. Uh, you know, I'll meet you at the McDonald's uh, five miles down there. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I think us being proactive and, and being ready. Um, another thing that we do here with the Stepping Up Initiative, and you guys know this very well, is have the Zoom meetings. The Zoom meetings, to me, are an incredibly powerful thing, and, and especially navigating the pandemic. You know, the pandemic was a trip, right? And, and we've been in jail, and we've navigated some things, you know, sanitation lockdown. When one person gets sick, everybody gets sick. We're locking your sick cell block down. You know, we're locking the dorm down and, you know, putting child through the table, through, through, trays through the thing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let me ask you, ladies, how were you impacted by the pandemic? How did the pandemic, how did that impact your life and your understanding and, and just period? Because uh, all of us came out here and in, into the free world and bowed. Then we had the pandemic and they locked the world down. Hell, they weren't even taking people to jail. So, um, and I'm going to start with you, Beverly. How, how did, tell me what the pandemic was like for you, being a nurse and all. To me, it was difficult, but I looked to the Howard Power and I never got sick, not the first time. And I just couldn't understand a lot of it. I felt like a lot of it was just government and it was just a way of decreasing the population. Yes. And I just, you know, I stayed in prayer and I hoped for the best. I didn't want to see nobody get sick. A lot of yes. it I still don't believe. I, I, yes. I you know, I believe COVID is real. Don't get me wrong, but I believe it's a lot of government thing too to decrease the population. That's just my own opinion, you know. But you. and that's the best part about this show. We we welcome everyone's opinion. Um, I agree with you on one part of that. COVID is real. <laughs> COVID is real. If you want to ask somebody, you can ask me or Carol for real. Right. Right. Because <laughs> we will definitely tell you it's a real thing, right? So, Carol, <laughs> let me ask you a question. When when people say COVID or the pandemic, uh, I guess there's no doubt in your mind that it's real. Uh, how were you impacted by the by the pandemic, Carol? I, I have a totally different story. I was in a building. I was in prison in Mississippi, and I was in a building with 150 women. We had three such buildings. And when the world went on lockdown, they locked us down. They locked our buildings. We weren't allowed to go out for chow. We couldn't go out for medicine. We couldn't go out to work. We couldn't do anything. After just a few days, we all started getting sick. And we didn't know. We were afraid to tell them we were sick because we heard stories of, okay, if you're sick, they're going to take you out of here and they're going to put you in quarantine, which we were in quarantine, but they were talking about, you know, on death row quarantine. Right. So we all kept quiet and tried to take care of each other. But we were, we had 130 some odd people sick. And right. um, it's been almost two years. And, you know, a lot of people know that I'm suffering now 
with uh, lung disease that COVID, according to my doctor, caused. So um, to me, COVID's a real thing. Yes. And, um, you know, everybody looks at it differently and being locked up, we really didn't know what was going on. Right, right. But right. Uh, it really, it really affected me. It was scary. And it still is. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that, uh, Carol. And Leanne, how was how did COVID impact you in your life? <laughs> it worked my <laughs> off because <laughs> I was in I was I was in at Arendelle and when the, the compound would get locked down or whatever, I was on kitchen detail. So I Woo. had to serve all these sick jokers and deliver their food and walk a quarter of a mile to one kitchen just to start to get the food and walk another quarter of a mile back to a unit just to serve our people uh, yes. like i was a crew leader and sometimes i would work all three shifts yes yeah, it was a very tiring thing but i unfortunately uh the only quarantine i was in was when i went through uh, the diagnostics and yes. i didn't didn't get sick so but the whole compound if one unit was down we were having to work our off to serve them so they could eat yes yes you know it, it's funny when you say when you talk about diagnostics and i remember many years ago i went to diagnostics and, and we were sitting on the bus and we saw somebody come out and take one of the bags you know everybody got their stuff under the bus and duffel bags right somebody took one of the bags out and, and everybody was telling the guard, hey, yo, man, he took one of the bags off the bus. He said, shut up back there. And uh, so then everybody got off and we went into we we went into the dorms and, and every, they would, every, gave everybody their bag. Guess whose bag it was they stole, man, with all my commissary in it. You know what I'm saying? Man, and you're waiting for your paperwork to catch up and all that other stuff. It won't be here for two weeks. Man, that was a nightmare, man. I'll never forget that. We would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of our partners in recovery. We are appreciative partners of the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network and would like to acknowledge them for providing peers with mental health resources and opportunities to become certified peer specialists in specific domains of their recovery. You can visit their website by going to www.gmhcn.org. We are also proud to be in partnership with the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. They provide multiple recovery resources in the CARES Support Warm Line. You can visit their website by going to gasubstanceabuse.org. But anyway, so I, I, I say that to say this. What does recovery mean to you? And, and I mean today, what does recovery mean to you? And how is that different from what you thought it would mean even before you knew what it meant? What does recovery mean to you today? And Beverly, I'm going to start with you. What does recovery mean? Because a lot of people think that recovery is just about drugs and alcohol, but it's not. Recovery is about recovering from whatever it was or whatever it is or whatever it's going to be, right? So Beverly, what does recovery mean to you? Being able to stay focused and freedom, freedom from within, that's the main thing is just being free from yourself, being able to just think and think correct. Yes. Wow, that's good stuff. 
And, and Carol, for you, what does recovery mean to you? And how is that different from what you once thought it might be? Recovery at this point to me is more about being sober. It's more, it's more to me about changing the way I think and the way I react to situations. Uh, the way I react now is so much different than what I did when I was in my, my addiction. I've learned to really look at the whole situation and think about how my reaction is going to create a consequence and do I want to deal with that consequence. So um, it's taught me how to think like a grown person. Yay! That's it. That's it. Speaking of grown person. So Leanne, what, what does recovery mean to you and how is it different from what you might have once thought it was? Okay. Recovery is one word, live. Because before all this time, the word live is the word evil spelled backwards. And that was where I was at my whole life. Being in recovery and the life that, I mean, it's just, this is what, it's like, wow, this is what life really is. Yes. Yes. Wow. That is really good stuff. So I, I know that, uh, and I was talking about it a minute ago, um, the Zoom meetings in, in, in our recovery community. And, and I really, really, really hope that I know that you guys feel like you're part of a recovery community. And, and, you know, I never felt like I was really part of anything, not anything good, <laughs> not anything good, you know, and even the bad stuff. I didn't really feel like I was part of. It. I was in prison, but I didn't feel like I was part of it. I just felt like I was a dude in there doing time. I, I was uh, I was a dope fiend, but I didn't really feel like I was, you know, um, like good at it you know what i'm saying i was just doing the thing you know what i'm saying but um what is the what is the zoom meetings like for you and what is this concept of a recovery community like for you and, and i'm gonna start with you carol well because i came out in this thing in the middle of covid there were no in-person meetings so i started my recovery on the zoom meetings and i did it every day and i was talking to you bill earlier and sometimes I'm so amazed because it's been over a year and a half I still do it every day because I want to nobody's ever made me do this right. and it's like a lifeline it's almost like my coffee in the morning I gotta have it if I don't have it I feel a little weird you know I don't yes. I don't feel like I have that connection I like to be around my people even if I'm just listening I always get something out of it, and I hope that they get something from me. Wow, yeah, that's good stuff. And so, Beverly, for you, what is the Zoom meetings, what is that like, the recovery community concept? What is that like for you? To me, it's a connection out there that nobody makes me do. It's just I want to do it, and it's right. such a great joy to be able to connect with each and every one of the people in the recovery there you know, and it helps me because it shows me the strength that people have, you know, to continue to live, as Leanne says, live. Live, and, yeah. Right. And it, it's just amazing. It, it's really amazing. And you always throw in there, it's it's progress, not perfection. Yes, 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 yes. And, and Leanne, for you, um, what have the Zoom meetings been like for you? They're awesome. I mean, even due to my job and my hours at my job, I can't really attend like all of the the extra stuff that our program does and what the recovery 
the initiative program does. But I told Carol the other day, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to start uh, saving up some PTO so I can go to RCO. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> I know. That's right. We're going to get something crunk up there. You know, and, and I'll tell you something really big. I, I'm talking to pastor today at church, right? And I told him because they came out and they supported us with the motorcycle ride. And, and you know, obviously they are, they're a recovery church. So, I, you know, what, what I mean, what more could we ask for but the recovery church, right? And I was talking to him and I told him, I said, you know, Pastor, we at Written Grace, what we want to do is we want to have some kind of meeting and, and we can call it the new life meeting if that's what they want, you know, and, and a place where people can come and for that hour, it can be that kind of meeting with however the people want, whatever the people want. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to have that new life meeting. And, and that way, all of those people in recovery from the church, they'll have a place that they can come. It's their spot. It's their time. They can facilitate their meeting. They can do it however they want. And because there are so many different disciplines to recovery whether it's recovery check-ins, whether it's smart recovery, whether it's double trouble in recovery, whether it's celebrate recovery, whether it's GLAD, which is God's liberation over alcohol and drugs, whether it's AA or NA, however they want to have it, I want to create that hour space and however many times a week they want for them and, and that, that being a community thing. And he told me, he asked me, and he asked me the funniest question. He said, what can we do for you, man? What, you, what, what do you need? And I said, we don't need anything. We just, you know, we need to give back to y'all like y'all gave to us. And he said, wow, listen, he said, here's my card. I want to come to the grit and grace this week and sit down and talk with you and listen, make something happen. Right. And, and so I thought that was the coolest thing. Dude. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing. You know, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And, and when I see you guys come in and, and just that's what it's all about. It's from the beginning, from the rubber to the road, um, from the cradle to the grave. It, it's it's about something that, you know, ain't nobody getting ready to flip. Ain't nobody getting ready to trip. This ain't no thing where, you know what, we changed our mind. You can't come in. You're not you or not. It, it's, man, get bigger than that, man. This is the place where we can come and, and eat and laugh and turn the music up or what, whatever that is. And, and it, it's, it's okay. Um, I just never had that. I, I never had a healthy place. I never had a hot cup of coffee. And, and if I had a cup of coffee, if somebody gave me a cup of coffee, they said, here, you can get one, but you have to take it with you. <laughs> you ain't safe. You can take it with you. Here, here, give him a cup of coffee. Somebody get him a cup of coffee. Here, wait right there. We're going to get you a cup. Of, you know what I'm saying? But you ain't coming in, right? It's a place where we can come in. So I want to ask you guys another question. So this is Mother's Day, and I want to ask you a question. What did you do today that kept you healthy, that made you smile, that, that tell me what that was, tell me what happened for you today on Mother's Day in the free world? And we're going to start with you, Leanne. Well, I got this morning and I ran up to Beverly in the bathroom and gave her the biggest kiss on the cheek and told her about And Carol was sitting at the kitchen table and did the same thing, the big hug, and uh, attended Mother's Day service at church. Yes, yes, yes. That's really good stuff. And what about you, Beverly? How did you spend your Mother's Day? I started out uh, doing care 
I got Tommy up, got him ready to go to church. But before I did that, I was able to call my mom. I text everybody a happy Mother's Day little gift thing on the phone and enjoyed my day at church, came back. We went to the DMV to practice parallel parking. Yay! We actually, the girls cooked out here and we had a nice little dinner and it was, it was nice. Wow. And, and Carol, what did you do for Mother's Day today? Well, I think I did what most mothers want to do, but they want to admit I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I took a nap and I talked to my children and my mother and um, got some good food at the house. There you go. And I'm Never. grateful. That's right. Never underestimate the value of a nap, right? Amen. Yes, sir. Especially for those of us who were up for like about five years straight at a time. You know what I mean? Um, so I want to I want to ask you guys another question. And once again, everybody out there in Radio Land, this is Bill and Tanisha with the Recovery Hour. And, and we just want to thank all of our listeners out there who continue to send in your 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 requests and your support and all your information. Uh, we want to thank everybody that attends our Zoom meetings. We have one at 11 o'clock and one at six o'clock every evening. Um, we, we want to thank everybody that came out and supported our inaugural event at Grit and Grace yesterday. It, that was really a big thing. Um, you can go to Grit and Grace RCO on Facebook and see it live stream because we live streamed that thing. Um, that was a really big deal. Ain't nothing like the first time, they said. And, and, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but it was really surreal for me planning something from the ground up. I don't know how many people do that and stick with it. And it, it, it's been interesting because we had a pandemic in the middle of it. We had the earth shut down in the middle of it. So it elongated the process and what probably should have took six months, took two years, you know, and, and you know, it, it broke my heart because I was telling people, man, grit and grace. I remember we were having the meetings before we get ready to have the grand opening and it was planning the menu, you know what I mean? And then, and then the earth shut down. Uh, so a lot of people lose hope. A lot of people lose faith because people are so used to being, uh, disenfranchised and left and, and left behind. So just having that yesterday was the culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of prayer and a lot of practice. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your schedules to do this show. This is a mother. This show was recorded on Mother's Day and it's going to air on the Wednesday after Mother's Day. So I, I just want to thank you ladies for taking time out your schedule. Hey, did you know that May is the National Month for Mental Health Awareness? And May also includes the National Meditation Day. Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative understands that there is no such thing as whole health without mental health. That is why we are inviting you out to Peace Under the Pavilion, a mindfulness recovery retreat that will be held on May 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. There will be guided yoga and meditation led by Chrissy Jacobs 
and a creative expression performance by Alexia Jones and the Rise Theater team. Come out and join us under the Old Town Pavilion in Conyers, Georgia, located at 949 South Main Street, Northeast, on Friday evening, May 20th, and that's from 6 to 9 p.m. You can find more information at Grit and Grace RCO on Facebook. ask you another question. What message do you have for all the people out there that are going to hear your voice today? What message do you have for all the people out there that are going to hear your voice, Beverly? What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Lane? All things are possible. Yes, yes, yes. And what about you, Leanne? What message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land? Well, if um, you're you're wanting to leave that dark place, come join us. Yes, yes. And what about you, Carol? I would say get connected and find your tribe, find your people, help them, and they'll help you. Yes, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Uh, recovery is real. Recovery is actionable. Recovery is intentional. It's not just, yeah, you don't have to live by accident. I, I spent a great deal of my life just managing consequences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Today, we can manage our money. We can manage our emotions. We can manage our, our freedom, yeah, especially like uh, Beverly was saying, with this loving God who is the author of our programs, you know, and the author of life. You know, I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful. I cherish every moment. And we always say this in our meetings, cherish the chips you hold. And, and that's important. Because I, I know a lot of people are living dirty and a lot of people are living angry. A lot of people are living mean. A lot of people are playing bully ball, right? And, and you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Uh, we can be at peace. We can coexist. You know, we don't have to be angry. You know, I just I had some people try me up the other day, right? And just, and I'm, I'm talking about just being mean, right? And, and this is the thing for me, because I used to be a really mean person. <laughs> so when people try me up, it's like, I'm saying to myself, well, they ain't that smart, right? Because it's like, oh, really? Is this what y'all doing? You know, and, and today I pray for them. I really do. I, I pray for them and, and I pray that they find healing. I, I pray that, I pray they find this thing that we have found, serenity peace, kindness, empathy, love. And all those things are characteristics of the mothers. Um, shout out to all the, all the mothers out there that can hear the sound of my voice. I just want to thank you. I grew up without a mother. Uh, I grew up and, and I maybe didn't grow up, right? Maybe maladapted uh, as a result of not having one. So when I had the privilege of spending my mother's day with you guys that's a really big deal i want, want you ladies to know that i respect and admire you tremendously i want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to spend this this hour with us and everybody out there radio land this is bill and tanisha with the recovery hour uh we want to thank y'all for all of your support 
You can go to Grit and Grace, the Facebook page. You can see the live stream of the event we had the other day. We've got a lot of media, a lot of messaging out there. And Tanisha, can you tell everybody how they can get this message? Yes, as you all, all can see, there's a place in recovery for everyone. Um, and we invite you all to stay connected with us. You can stay connected with us by going to our website. It's rockdalesteppingup.com. If you go to that website and scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's a stay connected page. On that stay connected page, there's a monthly newsletter that comes out. And on the monthly newsletter, you get a message from Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is our fearless leader. And we also have a person that we select from the Rockdale recovery community as the champion of recovery for that month. And we have several different recovery resources that are available for you on that newsletter. You can also connect with us on all of our social media platforms. We're listed under Grit and Grace RCO. We're on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, if you want to get these messages and hear these messages, the ones like you're hearing right now, you can listen on his, on the His Hop Network. We're listed under Cat 10 ENT. They come out every Wednesday at 12 noon, and they replay on Thursday at 1 o'clock p.m. And if you can't and you miss them at that time, you can listen to them at your own convenience. On our podcast, it's listed on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes. So y'all keep coming back. Anyway, with that being said, ladies, I want to thank y'all for your time. I want to thank you. I owe you big. Maybe when I grow up, I get a chance to ride around Benz's Roll and Beaver's Jet, you know, when I grow up. Anyway, with that being said, man, cherish the chips you hold. Thanks, y'all. Happy Mother's Day. Yay. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO, or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.